This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Final hour sports to the max. We've covered a lot of ground on the program tonight. Uh, Chris Tubbs, we, we talked about a phenomenal weekend in the NFL playoffs. What a weekend of pro football capped off by that epic battle between Buffalo and Kansas City. It's you know really a shame that someone had to lose that game. It was that enjoyable. I, I didn't have a rooting interest. It didn't matter to me. I didn't have a gambling interest. Buffalo, Kansas City, whoever won. It, it was just great sports theater. So we talked about that out of the gate. Um, and you can use that Odyssey app and the Rewind feature to check that out. Uh, we talked about the very latest on the MLB lockout. The players have taken a couple of things off the table trying to get a deal done with the owners. We'll see how that plays out. Brad Frost, Golden Goal for Women's Hockey Coach. He had a huge weekend, sweeping number one Wisconsin Friday and Saturday at Ritter Arena. They have another big series on the road at number two Ohio State. Uh, we talked to Aoka Lee from Kansas State, the Byron, Minnesota native, 61 points, an NCAA Division I women's record in a win over Oklahoma on Sunday. Chris Hine joined us, Timberwolves beat writer for the Star Tribune. Timberwolves back at it on the road to start a three-game trip at Portland tomorrow night, our pregame at 8.30. Henry to follow with uh, Timberwolves tonight. Uh, from the West Coast. Uh, once again, pregame 8.30 tomorrow night, tip-off just after 9 uh, with Alan Horton. Right now we're going to talk high school hoops and Totino Grace in uh, the game of the week. Last week, one of the big games of the year, number one 3A hosting number one 4A Park Center, and the Eagles got it done, and we're pleased to be joined by head coach Nick Carroll. Nick, good to visit with you, and congrats on that big win. Really nice talking to you as well, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Nick, that had to be a fun night, though. Uh, I, I saw some of the uh, video. The gym was packed, and <laughs> what a ball game. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, – we, we've been really fortunate this year to, to have some, some, some similar environments. I don't know if any uh, 
we're quite as as energetic as it was on Friday, but um, great game and Park Center played awesome and obviously had a really good start to the game and you know we were happy for our kids that they were able to finish the way that we were. But uh, you know I think it was a great experience for everybody involved. Yeah, in uh, for a regular season game, that's pretty good. Number one, three A. Number one, four A. And uh, you took the Pirates' best shot. I've had a chance to see park center this year and and they really get it done on both ends of the floor defensively uh they they play with great intensity so i'm sure uh you know for 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 the entire 36 minutes uh you know it it was a battle yeah well and i don't know if there's i don't know if there's a varsity practice in the state where you can really capture the intensity and aggression that they play with defensively and you know i think that was reflected in the start that that we had in, in, you know, getting down the way that we did at the beginning. And, you know, we, we were happy with the way that our guys kind of acclimated themselves. But uh, there's no question that, that they play as hard as anybody in the state. You know, we give them a lot of credit for the prep that they did going into that game. Yeah, and uh, Braden Carrington, uh, outstanding player uh, for Park Center 21. Uh, you didn't have anybody hit 21, but you had three guys in double figures. Uh Talk about your group and and the fact that night in and night out you can almost count on getting good balance. Yeah, you know I, I think that's and you mentioned Ioka Lee. You know her younger brother Johnny Lee plays for us and is going to St. Thomas next year and is a pretty special talent. And so he's he's one of the guys that on a given night could uh, you know could go twenty plus in, in a hurry. Um, but the uh, yeah, I mean balance is is definitely the name of the game for us. You know we, we talk a lot to guys about just this this idea of intrinsically making the right decision um, and, you know, the, the, the decision that's in the best interest for the group. And uh, as you can imagine, that takes time over the course of the year for guys to understand, you know, really what is, what is in the, in my wheelhouse and in the bandwidth for, you know, my skill set. But uh, we've been really happy with the way the guys have, have been selfless. And, you know, I think that's reflected in the box scores for us on a night to night basis where, you know, whether it's, whether it's Damarian Watson or Tommy Humphreys or Patrick Bath or even Zaire Stewart at 14 points against uh, against Park Center, we do feel like we have you know six or more guys that could that could get it done on a night to night basis. And what about opportunities to play at the next level for some of your guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Taysom Chapman is obviously you know being courted by programs all over the country. He's only a junior. Uh, the two other juniors, Patrick Bath and uh, and Tommy Humphreys, both those guys have Division One offers already. Uh, you know, time will tell to what level that ends up shaking out. You know, Damarian Watson obviously uh, committed to Iowa State. We feel like they, they got a steal and they did a great job recruiting him. But we feel like Damarian's going to have a chance to play at the highest level after college as well. Um, and then Ajani Lee going to St. Thomas, you know, he had scholarship offers from Kansas and Stanford and Iowa. Uh, ultimately decided that he, that he wanted to stay home and be in a little bit smaller school environment. And so, you know, St. Thomas is is – we feel like fortunate to have him and he's fortunate that, that they were excited to get him. So, um, yeah, I mean, in our, in our starting lineup, we got, we have five kids that we feel like are, are very likely to play at the division one level. Yeah. And you, you, you bring up St. Thomas and John tower. Yeah. That, that program is a sleeping giant. I don't think there's no, any no question, question about it. And we, we, we know what Ben Johnson's going to do at Minnesota. I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun going forward because Ben's going to get it done at Minnesota. John Tower is a terrific coach and is going to attract a lot of players. And I, I think being able to keep all as many of these Minnesota kids at home 
it's going to be great going forward because, Nick, you know, night in and night out, you, you know, at your own practice, you got a lot of talent. But night in and night out, just alone in the Northwest Suburban Conference, there's a lot of players. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like whether it's you know, the low major level, the mid major level, or the high major level, there are very few schools where you can afford to not be dominant locally recruiting and still have success. And, uh, you know, I know obviously the, the Minnesota staffs, uh, University of Minnesota staffs, uh, have been sort of intermittently criticized for not, not getting some of those premier guys. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to have a single kid that goes through the recruiting process uh, that can play at that level that's going to be able to say, you know, Minnesota didn't recruit me hard, and I think that's going to be true for, for Coach Tower as well. Uh, yep. He's already shown a huge prioritization uh, for recruiting in the Twin Cities, and I, and I think, uh, if nothing else, uh, th- those fans, re- rest assured, will know that uh, these local kids are getting prioritized at a high level, and I think that ends up transcending to the, to, to, to the way that they compete for their school. And I think when, you, when you're taking pride in your local school and you see it at you know, at Wisconsin, at the University of Iowa, um, you know, these kids really take great pride in playing for their school, and that ends up, you know, reflecting itself in the, in the product that's put on the court. So in the conference in Northwest Suburban, a lot of good yeah. teams, but you've been able to give your team a lot of other experiences as well. Uh, you, you've been on the road a little bit, and that's fun. You've been to the Sanford Pentagon, which is a great gym in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And then, of course, the legendary Corn Palace, the list goes on. Uh, you, you, you've been getting around the area. That's cool. Yeah, well, and, and we feel like you know this is a special group this year. We, we want to have the most competitive program possible. You know, obviously for us, not having a natural feeder school, not having you know a middle school that's connected to the building, uh, it's important for us to do things that are exciting for young aspiring players. And so, you know, if you if if you're a kid that that's looking to compete at a high level and do some unique things, uh, obviously competing in a conference like Northwest Suburban is great. But then for our kids to be able to to go do things like that, play a school like Corona Centennial at the Pentagon, or go back to the Corn Palace and play against you know, a Houston high school from Memphis uh, to do some of those things. You know, we want to take advantage of those opportunities when we, when we get them. And so uh, the, the, the trade-off is that obviously we're doing a lot of back-to-backs. We're doing a lot of, you know, to take a bus four or five hours and play that night. But we feel like it's ultimately preparing our kids really well for the state tournament, which is, uh, you know, all those guys have that, that week circled on their calendar as, as, a week that they want to make sure that they're still playing. And I think that'll, that'll hopefully uh, pay dividends once we get into March. Nick Carroll, head coach, number 138, Totina Grace, beat Park Center on Friday night. You bring up the back-to-backs. Uh, you, after that emotional win over number 1, 4A Park Center on Friday night, you had, a, you had a game on Saturday and ended up taking the loss. But that's that's part of it, isn't it? No question, yeah. And that's obviously, you know, we, we want to win every night. And that, that the, the Menominee Falls game, uh, one of our starters, and actually our second leading scorer, Tommy Humphreys, who's a junior, uh, he was, uh, he, he got pretty sick the day after the, um, the, the Park Center game, and he ended up not playing on Saturday. And with, with how, how much energy and emotion those guys dumped into that game on Friday night, uh, not having a kid like Tommy, who, who that's really his his core value that he brings is, is flair and energy and c- competitiveness. Uh, we were a little bit shorthanded, and I was I was kind of kicking myself for 
for doing such a tight turnaround. But, you know, our, our kids competed their tails off, and we, we had the opportunity to play the top kid in the state of Wisconsin, Seth Trimble, who's going to North Carolina, and he's the top 30 kid in the country. And then the, uh, they have another kid, Stephen Clay, who's the top 10 kid in Wisconsin. And just so for our kids to go into that environment, like right away the next day and see that there's, you know, there's more work to be done. There's no rest for the weary. I think it just, we were able to push them to a place of discomfort where now they can go back and say, hey, we got more work to do. You know, as fun as it was to win on Friday night, there were no trophies handed out. There were no state tournament ribbons handed out that night. And uh, we just got to keep chipping away and getting better at the stuff we need to get better at. Yeah, and quite a week coming up for your team. Speaking of schedule, uh, you get Osseo at home, you play Maple Grove, and then you go to Osseo. And, uh, and we so, actually so added that, one. So we play Caledonia, who's the number one team in 2A, and they're undefeated. We played them on Saturday. <laughs> wow. So, man, yeah. uh, that, that is quite a week, and you, you, you continue to challenge you guys. Yeah, well, and, and that's when you, when you have the built-in schedule with the Northwest Suburban, uh we, we love it, and it's, you know, when you, when you already know going into the season, you know, you're going to play Park Center twice, you're going to play Osseo twice, you're going to play Maple Grove, you're going to play Champlin Park, you're going to play, you know, kind of a crosstown rivalry game against Spring Lake Park twice. There's that, that already builds your schedule up to the point where you, you want to – now you've got to go out and have your non-conference games – be on par with what you're doing during the season. Um, Cause if, if, if we schedule opponents that don't get us ready for those games, it's, it's kind of fool's gold. So we've always been, you know, really frugal with the way that we put together our non-conference schedule and make sure that, you know, we're playing Hopkins or playing YZ or, you know, playing a Lakeville North or a DSL or, or mini high Academy or whoever it is that year. Um, we're really selective and go out and try to get the best possible games. And that's where you see some of those, some of those out-of-state matchups where we'll go travel. We just scheduled the game today for next season with uh, Milwaukee Academy of Science, who's, who's likely to be the number one team in the state of Wisconsin preseason just because we want to make sure we're getting out in front of it and our guys are ready for uh, you know the big environments when they have them. Oh, that's got to be a lot of fun to, to go into the gym even for practice, to work with these guys and, and put together a schedule like that as well. For sure, yeah. And I, and I think the kids – have grown to appreciate it. I know our this is year five for us, and I know our first year, uh, guys are kind of looking at us like, "What are you doing? Like, what, 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 we 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 want to get like we we want to get wins." Um, and and for us, like we, we felt like that was that was the way to do it because the wins that we want are in sections in state tournament time, and um, I feel like this is the best way to prepare for it. And so you know, for these guys every day to know that there is always another big game right around the corner. Uh, I think it just raises the level of competition and urgency in practice day to day, which, you know, we talk all the time. Like that, those, those habits are ultimately what's going to carry us through. Well, and you get a great uh, home court advantage. I, I, I love your gym there. It's a great feel. You fill that up with people. It's 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 got a great vibe. Yeah, yeah. No, we we we're fortunate. You know, that some of these gyms, although the beautiful complexes, that they're so big that it's almost impossible to get a great high school atmosphere in them. And I think we see, you know, in that kind of 12 to 1300 range. And uh, so you've oh, got to get yeah. a decent number of people to fill it up, but it's also, it's not so many that, um, that, that you can't, that, that you can't get an atmosphere in there. And uh, it was great. You know, Friday night we, we, we've had, I think that was our fifth sellout crowd that we've had at home already this year. And um, 
it, I, I, there's nothing better than for high school kids to be able to play in those environments. Uh, McKinley Wright, who's up with the, the Timberwolves right now, um, he was at our game on Friday and talked to him a little bit after, and he's talking about these are these are the fondest memories that I have was playing in packed high school gyms. And this is a kid who, you know, was was Mister Everything at, at uh, Colorado Boulder and is now playing in the NBA. He said his best experiences were playing in packed high school gyms at Champlain Park. Yeah, right. I had a chance to call uh, many of his games on QCTV up in the northern yep. suburbs, and I, I know what he speaks. I mean, I just absolutely love it. I had a chance to see your team in in, in your your gym uh, game on PrepSpotlight.tv. It was just absolutely incredible. Love it. Yeah, uh, yeah no it, question. Yeah, it, great atmosphere, and... Uh, Nick, good to visit with you. Continued success, and hopefully we can chat again down the road. You got it. Thanks so much. All right, there he is, Nick Carroll. Totino Gray is number 13A. Huge win over number 14A Park Center. Uh, the Pirates had the real deal. University of Minnesota bound. Brayden Carrington, they're going to be a major factor in 4A before it's all said and done. It just uh, high school hoops in this state, it just continues to get better and better. Go out, catch a game. Um, the, the the talent level is just off the charts uh, here in the state of Minnesota. It, it just continues to get better. You think, oh, okay, well, Jalen Suggs graduated, that's it. Or or Chet Holmgren graduated, and that's it. Or or um, Tyus Jones or, or, or Trey Jones move. I, I, no. There, there's just more and more players uh, here in the state of Minnesota, it's so much fun. 821, quick break. We'll come back. ton more to go a little bit later on in the hour. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Sam Angstrom's going to join us from Purple Insider. One of the Vikes going to get a GM. One of them going to get a head coach. Uh, we'll get Sam's thoughts on a great weekend of football as well here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Sports to the max here on a Monday night. Timberwolves back at it in Portland tomorrow night. One of my favorite spots on the PGA Tour, Torrey Pines. The Farmers Insurance Open uh, coming up this week on CBS. And I thought I heard this right on the coverage of the football game on Friday night between Buffalo and Kansas City that... The tournament actually, they're going to have coverage on Friday and Saturday. And I'm not exactly sure how that works. Are they not going to have a Sunday final round at Torrey Pines? I'm trying to figure that out. No, it looks like it ends on Saturday. So they're going to tee it up Wednesday through Saturday and Torrey Pines, I suppose that's to uh, get out of the way of the football games on Sunday. I'm looking at the official schedule at Torrey mm-hmm. Pines, and yeah, it it ends on Saturday. The really? final round is on Saturday. I, I've 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 never known of. I mean, I I know that you know sometimes some of the leagues work together so they don't have any conflicts, but I've never known of the PGA to to alter one of their schedules because of the NFL or anything. I mean, this is just, that's almost unheard of, at least to me. I I don't ever remember the PGA ever doing anything like that. Well, now, 
head to head with the Super Bowl, they're generally in Scottsdale. Okay. At the Waste Management Phoenix Open. That's that one where they have that par three with the stadium around it. Oh, okay. okay. Plenty of drinking and rowdiness and that sort of thing. And that's always the final round Super Bowl Sunday. But they make sure they start it early I was gonna enough. Say, yeah, that, yeah, that's early enough. To, uh, I mean, it's... Yeah, where, where it ends before you, you get into the meet. You know, now the pregame starts at 8 a.m. So I think the pregame's but, already started. Yeah, for sure. The pregame for the Super Bowl is already underway somewhere. <laughs> but I know for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, they make sure they're done, even if there's a playoff, well before kickoff of the Super Bowl. So they're in pretty good shape there. But I thought I saw that right. You know, during that epic Kansas City-Buffalo game last night, and they kept promoting it, that they'll have live coverage on Friday afternoon on CBS. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, they're going to have golf on Friday night on CBS? And I'm like, excellent. And then they're going to have it again on Saturday night in the final round in the East, of course. Uh, they got to get it done before it gets dark in San Diego. But, um, yeah, that, that's the way they're going to get out of the way of football on Sunday. They just they don't want to go up against the AFC and NFC championship game. Now, I, I want to circle back around to Buffalo and Kansas City. And I still think a lot of hardcore sports fans are still trying to process how great that game was. And I don't think it's going to hit us for a while. But it's thrown around too much in college hoops and college football and all sorts of the, the, the term instant classic. That, that fits the bill. That, that game on Sunday night fits the bill. That, that's as good as it gets in sports entertainment. I don't care what sport you're into, what, what sport you're not into. It doesn't get any better than that on Sunday night. No, it it doesn't. And even my wife, who's a casual fan, she was just, I mean, maybe it was just my reaction and she was feeding off of me. But when I was just like, this this is insane. This is ridiculous. And I'm trying to just point things out. I'm like, Josh Allen is doing something that quarterbacks can't do. And then I'm like, Patrick Mahomes, just like, you're not, you, you shouldn't do that. And I was just like, like the whole day was just an unbelievable, I can't believe that guy made that play. And when you have that over and over and you get casual fans that are invested and, and I will say after that, I feel so bad for Buffalo Bills fans because I feel like watching the Bills and the way that they lost yesterday is is what people must feel when they watch the Vikings play on Sunday like that. Because I just felt like that was just a gut wrenching loss. Oh. And, and, and I mean, not having any skin in the game or dog in the fight, however you want to say it. Yeah, I did. I, I, I did. yeah, I I felt like I didn't have any money on the line. I it, it mattered not to me mm-hmm. who won the football game, and and there's great freedom in that. Yeah. There is a lot of freedom to just sit back and enjoy what you're witnessing. Uh, see, it, and I I was I was gambling, but I mean, I oh, I just okay. wasn't. Oh yeah, I, I will. You, you were gambling. I'm okay. I'm a degenerate. See, I, I, didn't oh, yeah. e- I didn't even have that burden. I, I was just completely free. The only thing I couldn't do is I couldn't drink because I had to be on after the Timberwolves and Nets last night. So so I wasn't able to partake. I have a rule. It's hard enough for me to talk on the radio, let alone have alcohol in the mix. So uh, 
no booze at all. You so should I try had, it. It's good for multitasking. I mean, if you're into no that. drinking, mm-hmm. no gambling, um, and, and just enjoying the football game. And, and I didn't have a rooting interest either. It, it was wonderful. I, I got to try that more often. <laughs> there you go. 831. We're going to take a break. Sam Ekstrom's going to talk Vikings. When are we going to get a general manager? Could be soon. We'll get Sam slots on that. Uh, head coaching candidates. And uh, get his thoughts on a weekend in the NFL. That is all coming up here on News Talk. 830 WCCO. Conference championship games coming up Sunday after an epic weekend of the NFL playoffs. Green Bay has been eliminated. Uh, Some Viking fans are positively giddy about that, but the Vikings have plenty on their plate. General manager, head coach, uh, new regime, what to do about Kirk Cousins. We'll get into all of those topics. Sam Ekstrom joins us, Purple Insider. Sam, how you been? Ben, good, Steve. Good to talk to you. Um, what a weekend of football, right? Oh, I mean, can you ask for much more? No, and it, we, we talked about it at the top of the show and brought it up again. It doesn't get any better as far as sports entertainment goes than Kansas City-Buffalo on Sunday night. All, all the games had uh, a lot of redeeming qualities, but, but that Sunday night tilt was as good as it gets. Yeah, no doubt. Um I was going crazy just watching that, you know, in my basement. It was unbelievable. And, you know, every game seemed to top the next. You know, you start out with Cincinnati and Tennessee, and you've got a, you know, a a really entertaining, gritty, down-to-the-wire, last-second field goal kind of game. You've got special teams, gaps, and fiascos in Green Bay. You've got a 24-point comeback, you know, that's all for naught in Tampa, and then, the back and forth between Allen and Mahomes. I mean, there, there's really nothing that can be said to, to describe how good that was. Um, hopefully the, the conference title games are, are on par with that. Yeah, and it, it just is good a football game as I've seen and as good a quarterback duel as I've seen. And I've watched a lot of games over the years, and that, that was just it, – it, it was a shame it had to end. It was kind of like – Oh, I wish the Bills could get the ball in overtime. And I'm not going to be one of those that, you know, demands the NFL make a change and it's an outrage that Kansas City won the toss and goes down the field and gets a touchdown and overtime ends. That's that's the way it goes. I, I just, you know, from a selfish standpoint, wanted to see Josh Allen and the Bills get one more shot. Yeah, I mean, it almost feels like they could go to a modified playoff rule at least sort of like in the NHL, where the regular season overtime is different than the sudden death playoff overtime, which is much more, you know, standard hockey until a winner is is declared. And I think if the NFL stuck with the modified overtime in the regular season, but then went to sort of an equal possession in the postseason, who would complain about that? Nobody. I mean, everybody would, would love that. Um, unfortunately, you know, this happened to the Chiefs three years ago when Brady won the toss and went down and beat them, and that ended, in, you know, an otherwise very, very good game. Um, I think fans want to see the best quarterbacks get a shot, and when you play a perfect football game like Josh Allen did to not get the ball in overtime, that's that's unfortunate. And, and Steve, let me bring this back to the Vikings. Has it ever been more clear that the Vikings could could use an upgrade. I mean, you watch the quarterbacking in that playoff round and last night, and they're doing things that just are in a different 
stratosphere, different galaxy than what the Vikings have with Kirk Cousins. The 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 uh, standard for quarterback play has been raised officially in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, e- even Brady and Rodgers and, and the quarterbacks going at it this weekend. I-, I was impressed by Burrow. He got battered by the Titans, and they still found a way to win the football game. You know, Cincinnati has a very bright future because of that young man. On the flip side, Tennessee has a lot of the ingredients. I, I think they could use an upgrade at quarterback, to be perfectly honest. And the San Francisco 49ers, very physical defense. But, but – they they probably need a quarterback, and and here they are uh, playing in a championship game in L.A. against the Rams on Sunday. The Jimmy Garoppolo conundrum is crazy to me. Uh, he is an enigma because statistically he is inferior to Kirk Cousins and a lot of other quarterbacks that are kind of around the middle of the NFL. Right. Um, when you watch him play, you rarely walk away with your jaw on the floor. He usually throws at least one boneheaded interception, which he did against Green Bay. And yet his record in the regular season is 33-14. and 14. He's been to a Super Bowl, and he's one win from another Super Bowl. That's a 700 winning percentage. Kirk Cousins has much, much better stats, and he's a 500 quarterback. And I think that Jimmy just has a little bit more of that clutch gene um, you can always count on him to execute a, a game-winning drive. I mean, and, and for not having an offensive touchdown in that game, I think a lot of people had confidence that when San Francisco got the ball at the end, they were going to drive the field. He makes just enough throws. He's good on third down. And he has sort of that intangible that Kirk Cousins lacks. But San Francisco still has kind of a, you know a, a, an issue with that contract because it is a big contract. It's not as onerous as Kirk Cousins but they drafted Trey Lance because that was going to be their upgrade. But now they've got Garoppolo getting to the NFC Championship game. They're they're not in as bad a situation as the Vikings are with Cousins' contract, but it is very intriguing which way San Francisco will go. Well, And and there figures to be uh, or could be a big-name quarterback or two, one in the division, including Aaron Rodgers, who could be on the move and find a new landing spot and, I, I'm sure if Aaron Rodgers says I'm done in Green Bay and uh, want to play elsewhere, there, there's a lot of teams, and I would think the 49ers would try and find a way to get it done. But Yeah, you know, you look at the NFC, and the quarterbacks are all phasing out. Breeze is done. Rodgers and Brady are on the brink. Russell Wilson seems to have kind of run his course in Seattle. Matt Ryan, you know, is is kind of just going through the motions at this point in Atlanta, there's not a lot of great upcoming quarterback play other than maybe Kyler Murray. You can't point to any young passers and say they're the future in the NFC, which gives the Vikings a chance if they make the right decision. Maybe they get the next young and up-and-coming up passer uh, in the next draft or the draft after that. And then you look at the AFC, Steve, and it's stacked. You know, all the guys oh, that yeah. were in the playoffs, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Justin Herbert narrowly missed. Uh, Lamar Jackson was hurt a lot of the year, but he's part of that mix as well. The AFC is set for a decade, and the NFC is kind of ushering in this next generation, and we don't know who's, who's going to be on top. But any quarterback that's changing locations, whether that's Garoppolo, whether that's Rodgers, you have to think they want to come to the NFC because you've got a chance to be the big dog. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, Sam Angstrom joining us, Purple Insider. A couple of headlines we want to get to. No general manager yet, but it looks like a hire is imminent. Yeah, the the Ryan Poles um, interview is on Wednesday, but it comes the day after um, his Chicago interview. And if you're the second interview, you always risk kind of getting outbid by the first guys who won't let him leave the building. Um, From my understanding, the Vikings really want Poles. But Chicago also does, too. And there's going to be a bidding war for his services. He is in demand. Um, they've seen what he's done, you know, helping transform the Chiefs' offensive line. And anybody who's been a part of that Mahomes success, the Super Bowl victory over the previous years, is it, going to be a hot commodity because he's seen excellence up close, and he's been a huge part of that roster building, which has been superb in surrounding Mahomes with talent and, and finding enough defensive pieces that uh, that can make a defense, you know, that's pretty good as well. So it's easy to see why the Vikings like Poles and the Bears do too. And if it's not Poles, the reports are that um, it's Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, the guy from Cleveland, is their next in line, who's much more analytically driven. He's a young guy. And, you know, there's a very modern approach that he brings. So I think Poles is the preference, but you got to outbid the Bears for him. So it's, a, it's an NFC North tussle for the Chiefs executive. So we'll see how that plays out. An announcement could happen uh, at any point. You, 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 I would assume something could could leak if, if the Bears don't lock him in and he comes to Minneapolis and actually shows up for that interview. I, I would assume we could hear something as soon as Wednesday on that. One other thing before we run out of time, Sam, head coach, they continue to interview candidates a lot of folks find that curious uh, with the thinking that, well, they're going to hire a general manager and then a head coach. What what about that part of the equation? Why, why interview if you don't have a general manager locked in? Yeah, it, it's a good question, Steve, and I've seen it asked a lot. I think it comes down to the competitive nature of the hiring process. We've seen a lot more openings than we anticipated. About a quarter of the league is turning over. And if you get behind all of those other interviewing teams that don't have to hire a GM, uh, you are risking losing some good candidates. Uh, the Vikings wanted to cast a wide net, and they've, they've interviewed around eight head coaching candidates. I think the, the other curious thing is that a lot of the front runners that we've heard about via leaks or other sources yep. are on the defensive side of the ball. Todd Bowles, Dan Quinn. Uh, even Jonathan Gannon from the Eagles seem to have gotten good reviews from their initial interviews. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the advocates for an offensive-minded head coach. I think you want to marry your quarterback and, and your play caller. And I just think that, that it's better for your continuity. It's better for your organization. A lot of the winning teams today are doing it that way. Um, so that alarms me a little bit. But I don't think anything can be really finalized until, until you get that GM in place. And if that GM has a strong opinion about which what kind of coach he wants, I imagine that would carry some weight, uh, at least based on what the Wilts told us after the season. So I think the Vikings are doing their diligence. They're trying to, to get some finalists in order and not get passed by these other interviewing teams. But um, I don't imagine that they're making any final decisions here until they get the GM in place. All right, Sam, always good to uh, enjoy your work at Purple Insider. Thanks a lot, Steve. Have a good night. All right, Sam Angstrom joining us, Purple Insider, here on Sports to the Max. Steve in for Mike here on News Talk. E3O WCCO.
Oh, we had a lot of fun on the show. Our NFL playoff review right out of the gate tonight. Uh, we got you the latest on MLB lockout news. At least the owners and players are starting to talk. Uh, the players took a couple things off the table. Uh, maybe we'll get some movement, get to spring training. I want that countdown to pitchers and catchers. Big thanks to the guests, Brad Frost, Golden Gopher women's hockey coach. They had a big sweep over number one Wisconsin at Ritter over the weekend. They're on the road at Ohio State on Friday and Saturday. Chris Hine, Timberwolves beat writer for the Star Tribune. Big road trip coming up and a tough stretch. At Portland tomorrow night, we'll be on the air at 8.30. Then Golden State Thursday, Phoenix on Friday, Utah at home on Sunday night. You'll hear them all here on the home of the Timberwolves. Nick Carroll, head coach, number one, Totino Grays, boys hoops. They beat number one, 4A Park Center at home in Fridley on Friday night. Uh, They're having a great year, and that just sounds like a whale of a game. I, I, I was working another game that night. Couldn't be in the building for that one. And then uh, a moment ago, Sam Ekstrom from Purple Insider. Sounds like we're closing in on a general manager for the Minnesota Vikings. And then beyond that, big decisions. Head coach, fill out a coaching staff. And then uh, beyond that, what to do about uh, Kirk Cousins. Henry Lake coming up following the news at 9, late night on a Monday. And uh, Henry... I don't know about you, but those football games, particularly Kansas City Buffalo, man, I, I just it just didn't do much for me. And I'm kidding. Of <laughs> you did, <laughs> that's the joke of the night. That was awesome. You're going to give him hey, a heart attack. Hey, Steve well, well played, well played, Stevie T. Well played. Yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Henry. You, you and I watched a lot of football. That was as good a quarterback duel as I've ever seen. College pro, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I talked to later tonight, Danon Hughes, former member of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's currently the color analyst for oh, Kansas wow. City Chiefs football. And, I mean, imagine being at Arrowhead oh. last night. I mean, I, oh. I, 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 I'm going to ask him, what was it like with 13 seconds left? Seriously, because you think yeah. it's over, right? Like, you have yeah. to think it's over. But they pulled yeah. one out. So we're going to have him on the show tonight. Also at 930, we'll have um, Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball coach Ben Johnson is going to join me. Yeah, and what what a nice win over Rutgers. With no players. Yeah, they got no players. They go into Michigan, spring the upset. And, you know, the Illinois game stands out as, as – not not being their best effort of the season. But what he has been able to do, Henry, with this team and with this group this year is pretty impressive. It's funny because, I mean, I know that I have nothing left in the tank, but somehow, some way, I think that Ben would get a little something out of me, you, and King Chris if he needed to. <laughs> he could get us to the free throw line somehow, some way. Yeah, that's a three-man weave I'd love to see in warm-ups. That's yeah. a layup line. Hey, hey. No, he's been I, phenomenal, though. Yeah, it, it, it is a great story. And already, that that team is a fan favorite. And oh, absolutely. The, the fans love that team and the fact that they've been an underdog and, and done so much already. It is, a, it is a great story on the local scene. Henry, look forward to it. As always, good to visit with you. Always. Big thanks to Chris Tubbs, uh, producer extraordinaire. Always fun to work with Chris. 
Uh, I'll be back a little bit later in the week for Maxi on Thursday night ahead of the Timberwolves and Warriors. Once again, the news, the weather, and late night with Henry coming up right here. News Talk, E3OWCCO. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.